What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Breakfast and Barbells. In this week's episode, we're going to talk all about how to actually eat out, like go out to dinner, go to fast food, or whatever it is, and still lose weight and still see progress. Uh, because I think a lot of people think that it's something where if they do go out to eat with friends, with family, significant other, that they feel like they're sabotaging all their results and they feel like that that day is a complete wash and they still aren't able to hit their goals at the end of the day and uh, they feel like they always have to start over uh, the next day. Or maybe they go into the weekend going out to dinner and they think every single Monday when it rolls around, they're thinking, oh, like now I got to get back on track. But it is possible to stay on track while still eating out and still possible to still make progress on those days that you do have meals out with friends or family. So this podcast, we are going to go over my top five to six ways to still eat out, but still lose weight and stay on track while doing so. Let's go ahead and dive into this topic. Um, let's not waste any more time. Um, but we're going to talk all about how to actually go and eat out at restaurants or maybe it's fast food. Maybe it's not like an actual restaurant and, um, still make progress and still lose weight because I think a lot of people go through, um, this weight loss process and they, they get a lot of anxiety when they think about going out to dinner with family, with friends. Uh, they just kind of always picture themselves having to go and sit down and just be kind of stressed with everything on the menu, not really sure what to order. Um, and then they get stressed and they feel guilty because they want to be able to enjoy that time with their family and friends. But then at the same time, they feel like they can't do that while still making progress. So they feel like they're choosing between the two, whether they're choosing between their family and friends or they're choosing between uh, their progress where there is a way to actually have both, to be able to enjoy eating out um, without completely sabotaging your progress or while actually like still making progress um, at the same time. So I'm gonna go over um, six of my favorite tips for like eating out without sabotaging your weight loss. Uh, so tip number one is to make sure that you look up the menu beforehand and track it a day early. So. I think so many people when they're when they're tracking their food and they have a calorie goal that they're aiming for, they go throughout their day and kind of track breakfast, then track lunch, and then they get to dinner and then they have like the rest left for dinner, but then they're trying to fit their dinner into that um, whatever's left, right? And people even do this when they go out to dinner, like, and they go out to eat and they go get fast food. Like they eat their normal breakfast, they eat their normal lunch, and then they have, um, this much left for dinner. And then they try to fit whatever is on the menu into that. Instead, think about working backwards and the day before, typically for the most part, sometimes we go out to dinner spur of the moment, but for the most part, you probably know where you're going to dinner 24 hours before you do usually a day before not always the case but most of the time it is you'll probably know like if it's a thursday night you probably know friday night you plan to go to this restaurant with your significant other or your friends or wherever so what you can do then is look up the menu the night before while you're laying in bed or while you're just sitting around watching tv look up the menu beforehand figure out probably what you plan to order now you can always kind of change it at the last minute if you want but this at least gives you some kind of good idea of like what the calories and protein or whatever it is that you're tracking for that one meal will look like so track that the day before like go into my fitness pal and you can skip days so you don't have to only track what you're doing on this day you can you know go to the next day and track for the future so what you do is you find out what you're gonna have you look for it either 
on the um, restaurant's website online. A lot of times restaurants now have their nutrition info online. So you look it up online on their website or you can find some on MyFitnessPal as well. And then just track that for tomorrow's day ahead of time. That way, when you go into tomorrow, your dinner's already accounted for. And then you just have to kind of manipulate your breakfast and your lunch to kind of fit in what's left instead of eating your breakfast and lunch and then trying to fit your dinner with what's left. Because if you're going to be eating out at a restaurant, you're you're not going to have as many choices. You're not going to be able to be as flexible to try to fit your dinner in whatever calories are left versus being at home maybe or in an area where you're preparing your breakfast and your lunch, you're going to have more flexibility and more control to be able to mix and match things to fit the calories that are left after you already have your dinner already tracked in there and accounted for. So that is my number one tip is making sure that you're tracking things just a day ahead of time, just that dinner at least. Like You don't have to track the whole entire day, but just that dinner, just so it's in there. And then you can kind of work backwards throughout your day. Be flexible with the things you you can control more. And that's going to set you up to be able to still hit your total like calorie and protein goals by the end of the day without going over, not being under. Uh, and it takes a, a lot of stress away too because you don't have to worry about, oh, what is my dinner going to look like? How many calories is it going to be? Because you've already accounted for it, so you already know. Um, and then if you run into a situation where you have, uh, you're trying to track your dinner and you're going to a restaurant and the uh, website information, the nutrition info is not on their website and you can't find it in my fitness pal, just find like a, a chain restaurant that probably has nutrition info and find, uh, a menu item that is very similar. Like, um, I'm trying to think fat heads, um, fat heads is a restaurant where I'm pretty sure they don't really have, um, much nutrition info on there. And there's this burger that I always get that um, has bacon, cheese, barbecue sauce. I think it has um, like onion rings on there. And that is something I get a lot when I go there. And there's a burger at BJ's, which is another restaurant that uh, is pretty similar. It's pretty similar in size, pretty similar in ingredients. So when I want to actually physically track the Fathead's meal um, in my fitness pal, because that info isn't available for me, I just use the input for the BJ's restaurant. Sure, it's a different restaurant. Sure, it's slightly different, the, the ingredients. Um, the portion size might be slightly different, and it's not going to be exact, but it's going to be close, and it's going to be probably a lot closer than you just trying to estimate and guess yourself, or it's obviously going to be closer than just not tracking anything at all. So um, that is another kind of tip for you kind of lumped into tip number one, but is when you are trying to find menu items with the nutrition info online, if you can't find it, find like a chain restaurant or a restaurant that has the nutrition info and find a similar item. Um, and then you at least get relatively close. Uh, so that is my tip. Number one is tracking in advance. Um, yes, <laughs> fat heads. Yes, please. Yes. I love fat heads. Uh, very good. Uh, one of my favorite places to go. Um, but tip number two is to choose options that are baked or grilled instead of fried or breaded. Um, that way you can avoid all of the extra calories from like being fried in oil and the extra calories that come along with the breading. Um, like if you get, if you get like a baked or a grilled chicken breast versus a breaded chicken breast that might even be like fried too in the breading, you might be looking at like a 200 calorie difference in just that chicken breast, maybe even more. Um, so 
like obviously when you get something baked or grilled, there might be some calories from the oil that has maybe been used in the pan, but it's going to be very minimal versus the oil that actually comes with like deep frying something because um, when it's deep fried, it actually just like really, it's not even just like fried in the oil. It just soaks in all of the oil too. Um, it's funny. There was actually this, uh, this ex- kind of experiment we did there in uh, college because obviously I went to school for nutrition and we did this, this food science class where we did a bunch of, we cooked foods in a bunch of different ways and like measured, um, different, different, um, information regarding like there was the one that I'm referring to is we fried these like balls of dough and we did them for different temperatures. And then we would have them after we fried them, we had them sit for like five minutes or 10 minutes and we like measured their weight. And that would basically tell us how much oil those things absorbed even after they were done being cooked. Um, so even like when something's being deep fried, even afterwards, when it's just like cooling down, it actually soaks up a lot more oil too. So, um, it's not just the oil that it's being fried in, but it's just the oil also that gets sucked in, um, after you deep fry something like that too. So choosing like grilled options, like grilled chicken, fish, steak, um, all of those are really good options, which also brings me to choosing items that are high protein as like your main entree. So that is going to be, um, something really big too, like something choosing your entree that is like one big protein source is like the main piece versus like pasta dishes. Like if you go to, um, Olive Garden, for example, um, you kind of have most of the options. there are all like really pasta heavy. So, uh, like chicken Alfredo, lasagna, um, other kinds of pasta, spaghetti, things like that. They're very carb heavy, which carbs aren't bad. It's not that carbs are bad for you but protein is going to fill us up more. And then also those carb heavy options like that are really pasta heavy. Those are typically made with sauces that have high fat in them too. So you're getting a lot of extra calories, um, from those extra sauces that the pasta is cooked in, where if you go to Olive Garden and there is an option to get a steak there, which is actually what I typically get, I get steak and then it comes with like a little side of pasta, but it's not a ton. Um, the steak isn't going to for the most part, be cooked with that much extra sauce. Maybe some places where you go, they do put some sauce on it, but it's not going to be as high a calorie sauce on top of the steak, most likely um, versus if like all the sauces that all the pastas are kind of mixed around with. So choosing um, baked or grilled options instead of fried or breaded, and then also making sure like your main entree is something that is like protein heavy. Like if you were to pick the main food in your entree, is it basically all protein. If yes, then it's a good one to choose to kind of stick with your goals. Um, so that's tip number two. Tip number three is, uh, choose a vegetable for your side or at least as one of your sides. So I know some places you can get one side, some places you can get two sides, depending on what you get. So if you get two sides for sure, making sure one of those sides is some kind of vegetable, like, um, I don't know, like green beans, asparagus. Um, sometimes they have broccoli. Sometimes they have just kind of some like vegetable mix. Um, or if you just have one side to choose from, choosing a vegetable is g- going to be great too, because most likely you're going to get um, some kind of protein source. There probably will be some kind of 
um, carbs mixed into there, whether it's a sandwich, maybe it's a couple pieces of bread that you eat when you sit down when they bring out the basket of bread. So you're probably getting some carbs somewhere in your meal too. So if you can choose a vegetable for your side, it's going to ch- kind of check off those boxes of do I have a protein? Do I have a carb? Do I have a vegetable? A good balanced meal there. Um, and vegetables are going to be more filling. They're going to have more micronutrients, so they're going to be able to give you a little bit more energy. Um, they're going to give you more fiber. And you're also probably going to get less fat from the vegetables uh, than you would get from if you were to get like French fries as your side, right? Those are going to be deep fried in oil, which, like I said, kind of absorb the oil um, when they're cooking and then when they're cooling off too. Um, or if you get like mashed potatoes, um, there's likely some kind of like butter and stuff mixed in with the mashed potatoes, maybe even some cheese. So you're going to get more fat from those. Sure, there might be some oil or butter on the vegetables you're getting, but it's going to be probably a lot less than what comes with those like very carb heavy side sources. And like I said, most people or most restaurants give you some bread kind of on the side too, like when you first sit down. So you're probably already getting some carbs there. Um, so choosing a vegetable for your side is a really good option. Um, so that is tip number three. Uh, tip number four is to just like when you sit down and you eat, really make the main focus of that entire meal your main entree in your side. Um, so that can like make a huge difference versus sitting down and okay, you sit down and you have all this bread in front of you that you that they bring out, especially like I just thought of a uh, Texas Roadhouse. Like they have these rolls there that are so good. They have such good rolls, um, but like you can rack up so many calories if you sit down and you just eat, you know, four or five of those rolls before your meal even comes. Um, same thing with like appetizers. If you order appetizers too, or if you order drinks, like you order like regular soda. If you order like diet soda, um, it's not like you're not going to get calories from the diet soda, so um, it won't affect your progress at all. But if you get regular soda that's going to rack up calories quickly. If you get alcohol as drinks, every time you go out, that's going to rack up calories quickly. And, uh, also desserts too, like desserts also add on extra calories. Um, and a lot of times you think of like what you eat at home and you eat at home. And most of the time it's like an entree and a side. A lot of times you're not having alcohol before every single meal. You're not having appetizers before every meal. You're not having desserts before every meal. So, kind of have that same mentality when you go out to dinner and go out to restaurants that you don't necessarily need all those extra things because those all those extra things um, can really add up quickly. Liquid calories can add up quickly. Appetizers, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times they actually like ruin um, your meal half the time, especially if you're getting a side of bread with it. Like if you, if you have a few pieces of bread and then you get an appetizer and eat a whole appetizer, you're probably actually going to feel pretty full before your meal actually gets there. So it almost ruins your meal half the time. And then desserts typically just make you feel extremely uncomfortable afterwards. Um, uh, to where like you almost like regret eating it to an extent. Now, um, kind of a good little tip on top of that is every time you order a dessert too, just like if you're with someone, always try to split it instead of having just like one dessert for yourself. Cause most of the time those, portion sizes are really big too. But focusing, like making the main focus of your meals, I'm going to have a really good entree. I'm going to have a really good side and then I'm going to have water. And then that's going to be, I'm going to enjoy myself, enjoy the time there instead of racking up all these extra calories from drinks, appetizers, and desserts. 
that most of the time just make us feel uncomfortable, very full, and we don't actually like have the hunger there to where we actually need it. It's just all like social setting stuff. Um, and then tip number five is to just, when you go there, expect big portions from the get-go. Expect that whatever they bring out on that plate is probably going to be enough food for two people or enough food for two of your meals. And you're, you shouldn't be expected to eat that whole entire plate while you're there. So a good tip is to right when they bring out your food is to ask for a to-go box right away and put half of that food in the box. That way it'll avoid you just kind of mindlessly eating all of it, even if you're full. Like I've done this so many times where I've gone out to eat and I've gotten like maybe a burger and French fries and like they give you big portions and I would eat like my burger and then I'd be sitting there eating the fries. And by the time I'm like halfway done with my fries, I'm, I'm full, but because they're just in front of me on, on the plate, I just like keep eating them just naturally. Like I don't even think about it, just kind of mindlessly eat them. And then by the time I'm done with all of them, I realize, wow, I'm really uncomfortable. Like I probably could have stopped eating when I had like half of the fries left or maybe even half the burger left. And I would have been like happy. I would have been satisfied. I would have felt good. I would have enjoyed my time and I wouldn't have like eaten myself um, to feel uncomfortable. But because it was just sitting in front of me, I just mindlessly just kept eating and eating and eating when I didn't really need it. And um, putting something like putting your food in the box from the beginning helps to just kind of like put it out of sight, out of mind and puts like an extra barrier into actually like eating it. So it's not as easy as just reaching down on your plate. It's like you have to open up the box and then eat it from there. And it just reminds you like, okay, I'm putting half of my meal in this box. So I have half of my meal in, on my plate. This is actually like the size of meal I typically eat at home. So it reminds you that like what an actual meal portion size for yourself probably looks like versus eating enough for two people just because it's there. Now it's one thing if like you have a very high calorie expenditure, um, you're extremely hungry and all those things. And that's what your body actually needs. Like you don't want to deprive it of what it needs, but most of the time, half of what they bring out is probably, um, enough. It's probably enough calories to make you feel full, satisfied and enjoy yourself. So, um, that is tip number five. And then tip number six, um, is to not freak out if the scale goes up the next day. Uh, even if you do all of these things, exactly how I kind of laid out all five of these tips, don't be freaked out if the scale goes up the next day. And don't be surprised if it goes up the next day, because when we go out to eat, we're eating foods that our body isn't used to. So a lot of times those foods have extra sodium than what we would typically have in a meal. And they might have extra carbs than what we would typically have in a meal. And it's not that extra sodium and extra carbs are necessarily bad. Um, especially like extra sodium, extra sodium plays no role in like whether you gain fat or lose fat at all. Um, and then extra carbs, as long as you're staying within your calorie goal, that's not going to matter either. So those things aren't going to directly cause more like fat gain or anything to cause the weight on the scale go up, but they do cause more water retention in the body. Wherever sodium kind of goes, water tends to go and wherever carbs go, water goes with it as well. So if we have a meal that is higher in those things than what we're used to, then we tend to have more water retention on our body. And then that just causes us to, um, be like a pound heavier on the scale the next day. Um, like I could wake up in the morning, first thing, go to the bathroom, weigh myself, and then not even eat anything, 
go and have a big glass of water, step on the scale again and be a half a pound or a, or a pound heavier. Um, easy. And it has nothing to do with body fat gain. It's just how much water your body is holding onto in the moment. So when that happens, just realize like, okay, I had a meal out the previous night, probably had more sodium, maybe a little bit more carbs, probably holding onto a little bit more extra water. This weight gain doesn't reflect body fat gain. It's just extra water weight I'm holding onto. And when I get back to my normal food sources, that will probably start to trickle back down to normal the next day. Um, and just reminding yourself, you didn't ruin everything because one of the biggest reasons that people fail when it comes to weight loss long-term is because they self-sabotage themselves after they see the scale go up on a given day. Like it's, they eat out one day, they see the scale go up, they feel like they ruined everything. And then that discourages them from getting back on track the next day. And then, then there are two days where they feel like they've been off track. So they're like, oh, I might as well make it three days and finish off the week of not being on track. And then um, it's been a whole week. Maybe they're up a few pounds. They get discouraged and think, oh, I'm never gonna lose weight again. And then they just go down that cycle. And then maybe three weeks later, they're like, all right, I'm going to buckle down and get back to it. And then they keep riding this roller coaster over and over and over of being on their plan, having one little, I wouldn't even call it slip up, but they think it's a slip up just because the number on the scale goes up. And then that sends them down that spiral. So uh, tip number six is just is to just not freak out if the scale goes up the next day and just expect that it probably will. And that's normal. And that's wa extra water retention and it's not body fat gain, and you absolutely do not ruin everything. So uh, those were my six big tips. Hopefully those were helpful. Make sure that if you like this podcast, that you go ahead and leave a five-star review, share it with a friend or family member who you think would benefit from it, share it on your Instagram stories or your Facebook stories, wherever you share stories. I uh, would love to see some of the people who are listening and watching. And make sure to click the link in the description to join our free Facebook group and stay up to date on any uh, new programs we're launching, any new free challenges that we're running and things like that. So I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will see you guys in the next one.